This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Good evening. Uh, we are doing the Narad Bhakti Sutra. We were doing a section where it is talking about obstacles to practice. Now we were discussing certain number of obstacles, and uh, we had come till verse sixty-four. That is Sutra sixty-four. We are going to continue from there. So we are doing Narad Bhakti Sutra, Sutra sixty-four. Pride, vanity, and such other negative urges of the mind should be given up. Now, pride. Pride comes in various forms. You know, uh, we are proud because we come from a very rich family, a big family. We are proud because of our heritage, and there are too many things which can actually make us proud in this world. On the path of devotion, they become a very big obstacle. You are not from any society or family or whatever you may think. You have taken birth. at a particular place for a greater good not because you have to have a family it is not because you have to fight for a country or a religion or whatever that is not the criteria and that is the reason why it has to be given up whatever pride that you may have i come from this particular sect a religious sect and mine is the best people have these great regards they deride other people's beliefs and all kinds of religions that are there we are not here to deride anybody it is fortunate that you have come to this particular satsang to learn about what is called as spirituality following devotion to god now in devotion to god you have to chuck this part called pride because it causes a lot of issues we believe that i am from this place and i belong to this community and i belong to this country and i belong to this religion too many things are going on we believe that other people are our enemies now go in their shoes and see what they are saying they are saying the same thing they say the same thing they think that what they are doing is as you know whatever they are doing is equally the same as what you are doing but nobody sees eye to eye and that is the reason why the pride has to be given up importantly the pride of caste everybody has this pride of i belong to this caste i belong to this community the kind of vanity that a person has i own this i own that i can do this i can do that 
All this vanity is of no use whereas devotion to the divine is concerned. Now where Krishna is concerned, it really doesn't matter where you come from. Whether you are a rich person or a poor person. Whether you belong to a, you know, a kingly family or absolutely a pauper somewhere on the streets. He doesn't it doesn't matter to him whether you wear fancy clothes or you don't. What devotion is all about, it is all about feeling the love within, in your heart. Those who join my today morning satsang, I was talking about how to visualize God in your heart. Krishna has given an entire satsang on that. How to visualize the form of his in your heart. And he has given a description. The forearm form, you know, forearm form with different things which describe him like the earrings of his his face, the kind of weapons that he carries or stuff that he holds in his hand. All that description is there. After telling you the entire description of Krishna, what does he say? Just come to my beautiful face. What he's talking about is the form. Now remember what I'm saying. The Krishna that we talk about is the supreme divine person, also the unmanifest. Now, if the supreme divine person has to be prayed to, how do you do that? You can't do that. So the form that you pray to is called the Mahavishnu form. Some places they call him by Padmanabh Swami. Some places they call him by... And all these are different, different names that they give. It's the same form. And it's a four-armed one which he says. So the vanity which a person may have because I am praying to this form or that form, you just need to chuck it out. It doesn't, doesn't suit. You have to only be devoted to this divine form. And the love that you may feel which comes from within you, it is self-effulgent, it comes within. Nobody has to provoke you, you know, okay, look at me and I, you need to do this. There is no provocation required. There is no benefits as such given to you so that you can come over there. No benefits. Sanatan Dharma has always said that you are free to come and free to go whenever you feel like. We do not have anything like a restriction. It doesn't say that you need to be, you know, from a particular class or creed of religion, whatever. It really doesn't say anything. Because Sanatan Dharma is not a religion. Somebody from outside came and called it religion and they called it Hinduism. It is their choice. They said something. They can say whatever they want to. We have always had a very neutral stance as far as that is concerned. It really shouldn't matter what they speak. Here the idea is to be in love and devoted to 
the divine and he says you should give up other such negative urges of the mind the mind has terrible negative urges what are the urges that it has we are going to discuss them now also now we are moving to verse that is sutra 65 having dedicated all activities unto him one should turn all his desire anger pride etc towards him alone now when we say these words what what does it actually mean he says these are the defects of the mind remember i said na these are the negative urges of the mind what are the negative urges of the mind you can get angry upset so on and so forth now you may say i am very much in love and i want to have relationship with a person now that in the material world is called lust lusty feelings that is also a part of the negative approach the urge that a person has in this sentence what is narada saying everything that you think of which you associate with some other material worldly being why do you think you want to have that can you turn it towards me can you turn it towards krishna turn the whole thing towards him there are tremendous amount of desires human beings have an ocean of desires i want this and i want that all these desires can you convert them towards krishna that means if it's a power of love for the material world for an object or whatever can you just post it towards him i will tell you how it can be done let us say we have a desire to eat a good food okay now you have a desire to eat very good food have you seen that 56 bog thali that is given in mumbai badsha or something like that it is called it's a big one okay now you say i want to have that once at least it's a desire if it is a desire how do i put it at the feet of the lord i want to give him that so if i have to create chappan bhog chappan is 56 by the way okay ab tak chappan like that so i have to create 56 dishes for him as if i am in love with him when you are in love with some person you want to feed that person don't you know about your own mother <laughs> she wanted to feed you till the okay till you are up to here eat 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 
eat. Oh my God. As you become older also, you will feel the same thing by the way. Your mother will still look out for you till you come and you say, Oh, my son has come or my daughter has come. I have to feed them. I have to feed them. What are you doing? You'll say, you want to feed? She will make the dish exclusively for you. If you have a mother who is staying slightly far away, she will call you. There is a very beautiful scene from a movie called Dear Zindagi, if I am not mistaken. I think that is a movie about psychiatry or something like that, you know. Where the heroine, you know, she has gone to her mother's place. And the mother keeps on giving, making this and that and that and that and trying to feed the daughter so much. And she says, I don't want this, I don't want this. Though she is, she loves everything which her mother makes. But still, that is the kind of love. Think about it. When you are in love, you want to feed that person. So can you do that for Krishna? Instead of doing it for some ordinary human being who is not even going to return the favor back to you. Please understand this. If you feed a normal human being, you know what happens. Pukat mein khane ka adat lag jata hai. Anybody would want to have a free meal. Okay, here what I am saying is make that meal for the Lord. Can you give him that? The one that you love. Alright? Make it for him. If you make for him, how will that dish be? I think you will use the best of the ingredients possible, isn't it? Now I will tell you what happens in all the places in India where there are some beautiful temples. If you go to Jagannathpuri, you go to any other temple which is there in Vrindavan or all the big places. They have or even Balaji's temple. Okay, You will find that at the time of the Bhog, you know, they have this time in the afternoon when they will close the curtains and they will feed the God. <laughs> All those big, big handas, you know, big pots of food is brought in and given to the God. You would love to feed God like that. That is what is meant. That desire of even the food, that desire to wear the good clothes. You want to wear good clothes when you want to go out with your girlfriend. Hmm? want to shave, you want to look nice. And nowadays the people don't shave, that's a different issue. <laughs> but okay, they say, oh, I like the hairy guy, you know. Like, no, here I'm just saying, you want to look good. But why is it that when you have to do even the prayer at home for Krishna, you want to look ugly? Can you understand? Just imagine... The Lord is looking at you. He's looking at you. Just think. Would you like to dress nicely? Yes. I have seen in some of these videos that I have seen, okay? Whether it is Navratri or Karvachot or all these kind of massive, you know, festivals in India, in North and West and East. For that particular day, they will dress up 
as if it's the you know wedding day and the rest of the year they are not even dressed properly they say chalo 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 jaldi se hai na puja kar do no can you dress up for him he is the one from your heart isn't it you are in love with him can you dress up nicely do that so these desires which i am talking about have to be for him the devotional aspect the love aspect has to be for him i just gave you example of food but you see there are other desires that a man has can you put them at the feet of the lord you see when you in right from childhood i'm sure you have this um, idea in your own house when you bring something even it is as big as a car okay or as small as a watch your mother would have told you you know what bhagwan ke ghar mein rakho jao your bhagwan has to first wear it see has haven't they told you all this keep it in that dev ghar over there and let the god feel nice about it actually what you are asking for is called the blessing of the god now think about it you have bought something don't you want to offer it to him first so offer everything to him first that is what it means dedicate all activities to him so the desires they should be dedicated only to the lord and nobody else anger we get angry with every person in this world you know oh today the dud wala he came late okay you get angry all right in olden times we used to get newspapers you know <laughs> and you wait for the newspaper guy to drop the paper even before your parents or somebody is got up you know you want to run and you want to take the newspaper and maybe watch the cartoons or the sports page what is there <laughs> i remember still way back i know more than 50 years okay <laughs> i mentioned so there used to be a cartoon strip called tarzan i would like to be the first person to catch that paper you know when the paper wala would drop the paper but if he came late i is he late why this has happened we get angry over stupid stuff anger is not important because anger is the doorway to hell you know when anger comes unfulfilled desires are there at that time the anger comes what was the unfulfilled desire i didn't get the paper in time the desire is i want the paper in time got it <laughs> it's a stupid thing but yet that desire was not fulfilled so you got angry your girlfriend comes late to you know for your date you know you are seething over there <laughs> time rakhne ko nahi aata hai kya if it was office she will go in time but to meet me aram se you know two hours late it's okay you will say this why unfulfilled desires so these are the troublesome things connected to the mind the day you accept it 
वैसे भी दो घंटे लेट आएगी दिस इज एनी वे गोइंग टू कम टू लेट टू आवर्स मे बी आई सिट ओवर देर एन रीड समथिंग मेरे पास किंडल है पढ़ते रहूंगा समथिंग लाइक दैट यू कैन डू दैट बट नो यू हैव टू गेट एंग्री वाई एंगर इज नॉट गुड सो वॉट नारदा सेज इज कैन यू डायरेक्टेड टूवर्ड्स द लॉर्ड एंगर इज कनेक्टेड टू डिजायर करेक्ट अनफुलफिल्ड डिजायर इफ लॉर्ड इज द डिजायर वाई डू यू गेट एंग्री यू डिजायर गॉड आई विल टेल यू वी आर गोइंग टू डू इन द फ्यूचर how you can experience the lord as the lord can be experienced even as a girlfriend i am not joking you can experience him in any form all right and when you experience him in any form then it really doesn't matter you also used to get angry with your mother when she never gave something to you your anger was not real as such you say mom you should have given this to me you say that isn't it khane ko thoda kam mila if you get very little and somebody else gets more you get angry but that is not because of something very serious in life it is because you have that i want more <laughs> so this is the thing which narada is saying narada says even the anger can you direct it towards the lord doesn't mean you have to get angry with him okay otherwise bolega tod walega kya no no nothing like that you are not supposed to get angry as a barabar kare you know earlier i had one uh, disciple of mine she will say na अगर किसी ने कुछ किया ना भाई को बोलू क्या आई वॉज द भाई ओवर देर फॉर अर शिस्ट कॉल मी भाऊ तो भाऊ को बोलू क्या देख लेना सो भाऊ वॉज लाइक दैट इट वॉज एज इफ यू नो अच्छा क्या करना है बोलो ठोक डालू क्या यू अंडरस्टैंड इट साउंड वेरी स्टूपिड बट थिंक अबाउट इट वेन यू एक्सप्रेस दिस टूवर्ड्स द लॉर्ड the desire is for the lord nothing else there should be no such ill feeling the pride also should be i am in love with god that is the ultimate i don't have anybody to bother my head about that is how you got to feel so towards him alone only him and nobody else i have to feel all my experiences i have to put it through him only and nobody else because if i know very well that none of these other people in the world can fulfill them till the last day of my life they cannot i cannot have my parents with me throughout i cannot have my spouse with me throughout i cannot have my children with me throughout some day they are going to leave and go some day things are going to change why am i after all these things i am looking for permanent love single pointed permanent love 
Why not find it in this divine? That is the meaning of the word. Now, we go to the next verse, that is Sutra 66. Going beyond the three factors of experiences, love, consisting of constant service, as in the case of a devoted servant or wife, alone should be practiced. How do you experience this love? Now, we have this material worldly love which we have for someone else. Okay? Like I just explained to you for the mother, your own mother. He says over here, can you show the kind of love that you have for your own wife? That same love, can you show it for the Lord? A man is willing to do anything for his would-be wife. Then happen to be wife. And later on, already there. And then everything comes down. Like that. <laughs> because the same devotion doesn't last. For the wife. <laughs> it is always ascending when you are about to get married. And then, then it is little bit on top and then slowly it comes down like a... It doesn't last. Marriage is exactly like that. There is no continuity over there. Because it's all about give and take then later on. Till that time you have not experienced. Okay. But once you experience it, then, then the first thing that hits you very hard is, oh, this is like a <laughs> transaction. Here in this case, example is given. How would you feel? Now, if you are working in a company, you are dedicated and devoted to that company. You want to do everything for that organization, isn't it? If, even if you go to a local fast food restaurant also, have you seen the staff is very much devoted to the job that they are doing? In olden times, we used to have a load of servants. Now to find one is difficult. Especially now it will be like, they will give you, mera orders aisa, aisa. you know, I will come only for two hours or one hour and I will charge you so much. So it is more like a consultant rather than a servant now. <laughs> I do consultancy in your house. So anyway, in olden times, there used to be servants who were dedicated to the master. So he says, can you understand this kind of dedication and devotion to the master. The way in which a devoted servant works for the master. One of the examples which Ramakrishna Paramahansa gives is about a lady who is working in Calcutta city. She is giving bath to the Master's son, a small boy. 
she is literally giving him one of the you know the best experiences like a mother would to the child why is because while giving bath to that small boy she is thinking about her baby in the village she has come from a village she is thinking about that child over there even in india today in the last so many days have you not heard about people wanting to go to their villages they want to be with their family that is why some of them have walked 200 300 400 kilometers when there is no transport available why are they doing that the place where they are working maybe they are working as workers in that particular place they are contract laborer sometimes sometimes they work in offices sometimes they work in some construction sites so on and so forth there are lots of people there and because of this crisis that is going on everything is shut down they have no food to eat they have nobody to look after them if something goes wrong so what are they trying to do are they not trying to go to their native places where they have wife and children and everybody that's what they are trying some of them have reached back home some of them haven't so the way in which they feel the love which is drawing them towards their family narada is saying can you feel that love where you consider the supreme divine consciousness krishna or the father in heaven as the master he is the master you are the servant this bhavana was experienced by number of sages and the biggest example is hanuman ji hanuman ji anjaneya some people in south call him like he is the greatest servant of the lord remember he is eternal he is an eternal being he doesn't die he is still around there are lots of stories where people talk about hanuman chalisa padhne ke baad we met hanuman ji if you go to the internet you will find these stories are there so he is the greatest avatar of shiva he is the servant of ram shri ram his dedication and devotion to ram is so much that when he met shri krishna and balram he refused to recognize them no i am waiting for my ram to come and meet me and then shri shri krishna to tells him you come to dwarka i will show you shri ram he comes to my place so when hanuman ji goes over there he tells his wife you become sita and he tells his brother you are lakshmana 
and they go in front as Sri Ram, Sita, and Lakshman, and that is a time when Hanumanji gets totally intoxicated seeing them. That is called devotion. It's the highest kind, and he will always be at the feet of the Lord. He is never. He will never raise his eyes. It's exactly like that. So, as in the case of a devoted servant or wife, alone should be practiced. You have to practice this kind of a devotion to the Lord. Here he is given only two examples, but we will come across a lot of examples after this also. So we will now do the next verse, which is. Glory of a sage, glory on the path, sixty-seven to sixty-nine. So let us see what they say. So we are moving to the next sutra. Sutra sixty-seven from the Narad Bhakti Sutra. Devotees whose sole single goal is the Lord Himself, and whose single-pointed devotion to the Lord is for its own sake, are the best. primary number 1 when you have a list of demands for god even the idea that i want to be the best servant for you or i want to be the number one wife for you that is not considered primary it is still a demand what you have to do is called service now what is this service that we are talking about the service which we are talking about is the highest kind of service which is not to be quantified by any which way you you have to do the best service hmm? so when you do the best of the service never think that i have done this so he says the devotees whose sole and single goal is the lord himself the only thing which they have in this world which they want is to attain that spiritual will that devotion the highest of the devotion for god we are doing this book which is entirely based on love and devotion so narada is saying the only requirement is that you want to be that sole single goal of yours to reach this devotion the highest of the devotion never say i want to be number 1 you understand what i am saying but you have to be number 1 <laughs> that means the devotion that you offer should be the highest kind but never keep on saying i want to do this offer the service but don't say i have offered it do it but don't say i have done it the i comes into the picture you have gone then it is not called devotion then the i has come into the picture your ego has come into the picture and because your ego has come into the picture you fall down you know mothers who give food to their children i was telling you just now 
Now suppose, now the child may love French toast, you know. You know French toast. <laughs> the mother will make French toast and she will give to the child. She gives to the entire family after that. There is hardly anything left for her to eat. She will be having very little left. She doesn't crib that she there is nothing for her to eat. She eats it just like that. Never complaining. Never ever complain. That kind of devotion, that kind of love, where you do not even bother about whether you have got it or no. You have to give. It's only about giving. It's not about taking. No credit is to be taken when you give. When you give a gift also, never even say with one word that you have given. The moment you say, I gave, I have given, you will fall down. Then it is not a gift at all. Then it is a transaction. You understand? I had gone for a tour recently and in that place the place was not that well off and in that place this was again um, a very beautiful temples in that area the temples were spread out one day one person came and left a brand new bus over there for devotees to travel in. And he did not even name who he was. Just he kept the bus over there and left it in front of the tourist office or whatever that was and went away. There was no mention of who that person is. Do you understand? He doesn't want to be known. So you have to do, express your love and your devotion like that. Without drawing attention towards yourself. If you draw attention towards yourself, then it is your ego talking. See, I am doing this. Then it is a Rajasic kind of a devotion which is not good. Never draw attention towards yourself. <clears throat> Today's day and age, somebody has given a press release. I feed 30,000 families in Mumbai. Somebody is saying, I feed 50,000 families. These are great film personalities and some personalities somewhere. Those poor families, you know, I got to go and feed them. Actually, you are looking for publicity in the newspapers and all those, you know, magazines and Instagrams and Facebook and all these places. That is the reason why you want to be in the news. That is not devotion, sir. It is not coming from the heart. 
it is selfish motive you should never say that i have done this hear what he is saying the single goal should be god himself there should be no other goal no drawing attention to yourself and who single pointed devotion towards the lord for his own sake the devotion has to be for your own sake for the sake of the lord only not for anything else people do this kind of a devotion because they say you know i want children i want this i want that that is not devotion if you have any petty desire also even the pettiest of the petty desire i will tell you petty desires how they are there was a lady now this is a story from the sai satcharit there was a lady and every day she would make varan bhat <laughs> now what is varan bhat you will ask me bhat is rice varan is what do you call that kukura no what do you call in your language pappu pappu in, in telugu they call it pappu <laughs> it's simple dal there is no flavoring in it except haldi and little bit of uh, you know uh, what do you call um, salt sometimes they put little ghee on top and that is all basically like that so every day she would bring it one day she had made something and she was off she was going to meet sai baba in shirdi and suddenly first a pig came in the way and then a black dog <laughs> so when the pig and the dog came she fed a little to the pig and then to the dog and then she went and kept that plate in front of baba now there are so many people who used to come and give food i told you no like they give chappan bhog to god like that everybody will bring some nice dish and keep it in front of sai baba so and sai baba's own guys who are there around <laughs> they will select the dish they say okay we will take this one baba please try this i'll tell you what this all means okay so baba says no you give me that one and he eats that so they ask him that is the simplest dish why do you want to eat this so he says no call this person who has kept this dish for me over here so that lady comes now she is very happy baba has eaten the food okay she is very happy baba ate the food so what she says you know she is thanking baba and all that so suddenly baba tells her you know what i had already eaten your food she says already eaten but i thought you ate just now she says no 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 i ate it when you were coming from your house that pig and the dog you know that black dog which you met on the way i was that this is the funny part in my own family also something very strange like this happened 
the wedding of my eldest uncle was supposed to happen. This is way back in time when Baba was there or something like that. So, my great-grandmother, great-grandmother and all, they said, you know, Baba Ayenge, Baba will come and then we will have the food that, uh, what do you call that, the food which they make for the wedding, the wedding feast. And till late, nobody came. This was happening, those who know Bandra, there was a Bandra court over there. So behind that court was this small place where this was happening. So my grandmother was sitting behind where they, you know, where they were cooking behind that. And I think she was cleaning a vessel or something like that. She was doing something. Suddenly a very old man comes to her and says, can you give me some food to eat? She says, okay, okay, just wait, wait over here. I'll get you. She makes one thali and she comes and gives it to him. While leaving, he tells her, you wanted to offer me this, no? And then just goes away. After the wedding was going on <laughs> and everybody had eaten the food, people are still thinking, Baba didn't come, you know. <laughs> so they asked my grandmother, but he came. I fed him behind. Before anybody could eat, he came and he had his full meal. This is the sweetness of devotion. So this is a part of my family story. So coming back to this, the devotion should be for the sake of devotion only, not for asking anything. Alright? Nothing should be asked. I just want to be your devotee. That's it, period. Nothing beyond that. Can I just be in love with you throughout and just be your devotee? That is what it means. And when you have that, then you are the primary devotee. The number one in that order. No demands, no wants, nothing, nothing, nothing is to be desired from him. No doubts to be entertained, nothing like that. And when you have that, it will happen. So, we have completed verse 67. Now I am not going to move on to the next verse. I will stop over here. But before that, I was there was a certain questions which were raised. Now this is 68 and very shortly we will come to the end of this book. So some of you have said, you know, we love this time and we would like to have this extended. If the book is over, then the extension doesn't happen, isn't it? So, whatever your reasoning might be, what you, whatever you think, you know, that if we, if you want certain thing to be done, I don't know whatever it is, there is a comment section, you can write below that, you can send us a message 
and tell us what exactly you desire because this may last for the next three days only or two days. I don't know. The book is really coming to an end. So you let us know what exactly you wish to have. All right. So we have come to the end of verse sub, you know, Sutra 67. Next time we will do Sutra 68 onwards. So that was just one small. So whoever is there on Facebook or YouTube or whichever place, kindly write the comment and just tell us what exactly you think you need from us over here. We will try to do whatever is best possible. All right. So today for the story, I've taken a story which everybody has heard from their childhood. Okay. For some people who may not know, so we will try to tell the story as we have heard it, seen it, experienced it in the past. This is a story of the avatar of Radha on this earth. That was in the form of Mirabai. People have heard the moment I say Mirabai. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know everything about Mirabai. Of course, you know about Mirabai, no doubt about it. Everybody knows about Ramayana and Mahabharata. But still, you see the whole world is getting empty and watching Ramayana today going on on television. <laughs> so Mirabai. Now Mirabai was born in a village in Rajasthan. She was born to a good family, the well-to, well-off. And being a part of the Vaishnav factors, they are basically believers of Vishnu. Their entire family, her entire family was devotees of Vishnu. So one day, Mirabai was standing in her balcony when she was about four years old. And there was a wedding procession going from below. <laughs> so there was this very beautiful girl and the boy. You know how processions go, isn't it? So they were going from below. So Mirabai is asking her mother, what is happening there? So the mother said, oh, that girl, no, she's got married to this boy. Both of, both of them have got married. They are called husband and wife. Just like, you know, your father and me. Just like that. So Mirabai asks her mother, Oh, you knew your husband. <laughs> so this boy also knows his wife. I want to know my husband. Who is my husband? So in jest, the mother says, Now because they are Vaishnavs, so the mother says, Krishna is your husband, you know. You see that small image that you have over there? He is your husband. You are married to him. From that day onwards, Mirabai takes it in her head that she is Krishna's wife. And she treats him exactly like that. Now this happens on a very regular basis. She is madly in love with this image of Krishna. 
Many years later, she is married to a nobleman of Chittor, Rana. And she goes to live in that particular household. After performing all the duties in the household, she is lost in the worship of Krishna throughout the day. <laughs> now this is not liked by her mother-in-law and her sister-in-law. I have never understood why mother-in-laws and sister-in-laws are always so pain. <laughs> even, in, even in Radha's life, it was the same thing, Jatila and Kutila. Okay, that was one was mother-in-law, other one was her sister-in-law, Kutila. And they were also after Radha's life. So here Mirabai also had one mother-in-law and one sister-in-law and they were after her life. So she would go to the temple and she would cry her heart out to Krishna. So Drana, whenever he used to go out and come back, he used to go on tours and stuff like that and when he used to come back, one day the sister-in-law she told her brother, because it was her brother, you know your wife, she has got a habit of going and meeting some people, you know. She goes away and then she does this kind of a thing. So she poisons the mind of Rana. Rana removes his sword and he says, I will go and show her. And he goes running to her chamber. But she is not there. Meanwhile, he meets one of her relatives. So he asks him, what is wrong? So he says that, you know, this is what is wrong. My wife, I think she is having an affair with somebody. So that man says, don't take anybody's word at face value. Never. Otherwise, your mind will overwork. You have to get your own proof. Why are you bothered so much about making judgment over another person? Don't do that. So one day, again his sister-in-law comes, his sister comes and tells him, this is what has happened. I think your wife has gone to this place. There is a very beautiful temple in Chitorgar. If you go over there, you can see it's, I have also posted it. So she was sitting over there, the door was closed and he could hear her talking to someone. So he banged on the door and made her open. Then he asked her, who was over here? She says, I was talking to Shamsundar, I was talking to Krishna over here. Her husband doesn't believe anything like that. And three times in life he tries to, you know, kill her somehow. The first time he sends a snake, you know, how they send flowers, you know, covered with one cloth. So he sends a snake, a poisonous snake to her when she is in that temple. And she is lovingly looking at Krishna and she opens that and there is a flower garland inside. <laughs> there is no snake there. The second story is known to you because she drinks poison. So she was sent poison. 
she drank it in front of Krishna's statue. Nothing happened to her. So the third instance is when when she's sleeping, they put nails in her bed. She doesn't feel the nails. They all get converted into flower petals. So this is about Mirabai. So these kind of atrocities were done to her. It so happened that they came to such a high that one day she was doing satsangs. She would do satsangs outside. She would be lost in Krishna. So one day while doing satsang, it is said that Akbar came over there incognito and offered her a, a necklace. When the Rana came to know about it, he told her, why don't you go and drown yourself in the river over there? Go! A pond or lake or river, whatever. And she takes it as a gospel truth and she just goes over there. And when she's knee deep in it, she's completely intoxicated with Krishna's devotion. Krishna tells her, Krishna comes over there and tells her, why are you going through these atrocities? You don't have to go through this. Why don't you get out from here? I want you to get out from here. Come and meet me in Vrindavan. I am there. And she immediately leaves from there and goes to Vrindavan. There is a Govindji temple where she keeps on doing her puja part every day. For years she did that. She would do satsangs. People would come and attend the satsangs. And she would be completely intoxicated with Krishna's devotion. Now one day it so happens that there is this Jiva Goswami. He is a, a very great saint. A Vaishnava saint. So she says to him, she sends a small letter saying that I would like to meet you. Now he is a great saint. In Vrindavan, naturally she says I would like to meet you because you are also a great devotee of Krishna. He gets very upset. He says, how can this woman talk to me like this? You know I never look at the face of a woman. He gets very angry with that. I don't want to see a woman's face. I am completely lost in my world. And we men don't look at women like this, like that kind of a sentence. So when the person comes back and tells this to Mirabai, she writes to him, I am sorry to say, there is only one man in this entire creation, one man only. And that one man is Sri Krishna. Everybody is a female. There is no male in this universe. Everybody is a female. So don't you dare tell me that you are some man that you don't want to see me. The moment he reads the letter, he is ashamed of himself. And Jiva Gosain comes to visit her 
and falls at the feet of Mirabai, saying that I'm really very sorry I said these words to you. After that, Krishna instructs her that this is not the place to stay. You please kindly come with me and come to Dwarka and stay over there. She meets her death over there and now nobody knows what happened to her because she lost her life in the temple of Ranchodji. It is said that she completely merged in Krishna over there. And that is how she became one of the greatest devotees of all times. So we have come to the end of the story also now. And I will see you all tomorrow. Like I said, please write down in the comments what exactly do you think we should continue with and let us see if we can do. Take care. Thank you. Have a very good evening. Bye.